Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Super Sport Schools podcast where we discuss the sport you care about the most. My name is Alex White and I'm in Stellenbosch for the Kaya Majola Week 2022 where the best under 19 boys from around the country battle it out to be Cricket South Africa's next big thing. Now because it's youth cricket, I wanted to find out more about the future of cricket in South Africa, how COVID's affected our young players and what the pipeline looks like for those going from school to professional cricket and who better to talk to than Niels Momberg, the manager for tertiary and youth cricket from Cricket South Africa. I used to say about 10 years ago, my son was about 11, that is your age. And I remember they went on a cricket tour overseas. And I, somebody, now think back 11 years ago, oh, online streaming or whatever, that was starting to happen, but not but really. very small, yeah. So one of the parents sent me a WhatsApp. I think it was a radio, it was a WhatsApp, not a Blackberry message or whatever. And he says, and there was link and I clicked on it. And he was playing, I think in Devon, with the Montrose under 13 A side. Who's ever heard of Montrose Primary School? And I sat in, in the, kill all my data at the time, but I sat in the parking lot at Kez watching this. And I was just like, when I, how am I sit my wife? She's like, can't be. And then it dawned on me and I said, I foresee not so long from now, and it's probably, I reckon it's now two years away. You are going to sit, and it's not to be your guys. I mean, everybody's now doing, you're going to be sitting working in Santa and your son's going to play on a 10B for Brian Evan Primary in a little game on a Wednesday afternoon, and you'll be able to watch it online. We're there. We, it's, it's actually there. But what this is bringing, this, this is brought to, it's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm actually quite impressed because I always knew what, idea was and and obviously the guys saw the gap but this is it's wonderful it's added and that will also help i think towards towards i don't use the word survival of cricket but uh the growth the growth yeah this is the super sports schools podcast bringing you stories of our future stars powered by spurs state ranchers one two three go to start off and to, I think, go back, the past couple of years have been obviously impacted severely by COVID. So what, how has that affected school sport and I guess the, the long-term strategy and planning? Well, I think we're in a, we're in a coming out of COVID phase now. Um, if I can say it, it's been very tough. Um, and I think we, we got away with a lot um, 2020 obviously was the worst when everything got cancelled and we all just sat at home. Um, last year we had our national tournaments, um, obviously severely restricted in bubbles, only certain sides could play certain sides, um, but we got away with that. I suppose I can say that now. Some of the COVID rules that I broke last year at weeks, I, I kept saying, if, if the bosses find out what I'm doing here, I'll give you an example. Yeah. So we arrive. The girls' tournament was here in Paul, and the Bolland was in Paul. Mm. So if you remember COVID, the strategies, were the, not the strategies, the protocols were, if one player tests positive, the whole team was isolated. isolated. Yeah. So you arrive, suddenly there's one player in six different teams. That means six teams must. I just decided, no. Said, you've got COVID, move away. Uh, put them in isolation and the rest obviously then got tested, which was not really the rules, but 
I was battling and that was my only focus for cricket to continue because I knew, and then we're going to get to that as well, impact. And if we don't have the national tournaments, and you imagine, so you've worked a whole year, you've worked for five years to get to the Kaimajola week, this one, for example, and then suddenly you can't play because of um, what that did for kids' aspirations, dreams, the game as a whole. I still think we, there'll be a knock-on effect in, in years to come um, for this group, which is the, this, I always refer to the kids born in 2003. They were the most severely impacted. But the overall, we, we're busy with our surveys and, and, and obviously at the end of this financial year, we will then see how many teams play cricket, and, but there would have been a drop-off. And mm. on face value, the, we've lost numbers. Of Johannesburg, where I'm from, a number of your top schools would have had 22 sides prior COVID, and they now they've gone down to maybe 15. So schools would have had under 15 or under 14 A, B, and C, D maybe. Some of those schools I've heard, obviously it has to be confirmed, they're struggling to fill B sites. So to be very honest, we it's, it's had a massive effect, effect on, 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 on cricket and school sport, schools cricket as a whole. Um, I'm not sure about school sports. I think but definitely cricket. Yeah, definitely cricket. I think school sport to an extent, and it's obviously now how we do to to get a lot of it back. Um, if I watched at school sports rugby season last year, it seemed to have had any effect because. Mm. And this year will be there. I think their big test because last year was probably ninety percent normal, and this year is. And what I mean by that is, especially in rugby and cricket as well. Because of the the drought, COVID drought before, people just went over the top and played so much more, especially at your first team level. Rugby did it definitely. So this year or next year, 2023, will be very important or it'll be, we'll know exactly where we are compared to, say, 2019, the year before it all started. Cricket in South Africa is at a turning point, but you don't need me to tell you that. I'm somebody who loves cricket. I grew up playing, not very well, but I enjoyed it. I could watch a five-day test match without getting bored. The passion, the build-up, the eventual boundary or wicket that breaks the tension and gets the crowd going, that was amazing. But last year, with returns of crowds to stadiums, there just wasn't that same vibe. I mean, the Proteas played test matches last year in almost empty stadiums when crowds were allowed. The World Cup drought has continued and world-class players are going overseas to play for other nations. Whether you think it's politics or depth, there's no denying that there is a problem. And South African cricket, the future is uncertain. I know as one of the people born in 2003 that Niels was talking about, when we returned to cricket while I was still at school, the numbers were much lower. And that's something that's been replicated throughout elite cricket schools throughout the country. And if we don't have the depth now, that's going to pose problems for the future. Now, I'm standing in the Wanderers Stadium where in a couple weeks' time, the inaugural final of the SA20 is going to take place. The SA20 is an interesting competition because I think more than anything that's come before it, it's got a chance of saving South African cricket. We've seen the heavy focus on youth involvement in the SA20, both in playing and supporting. For example, Dierval Brevis lit up the opening match in Cape Town to a sellout Newlands crowd. That's something that hasn't happened for a long time. Newlands was sold out 
and crowds around the country have been bigger than they've been for a very long time. And while this is great for the short form formats of the game, I'm hoping it's going to translate into improved involvement and a higher quality of cricket throughout all the formats in South African cricket and that players will stay in South Africa and continue to contribute to South African cricket. All of these topics are things that Niels and I cover in the rest of the episode, but before we get to that, we're going to talk about specifically school cricket and how we can start improving that and his vision for the future, which we'll discuss straight after the break. Bringing you the sport you care about the most, this is the Super Sport Schools Podcast. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast. Because back bacon has more meat and less fat. And we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees. Then serve it with two large eggs, golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam. And at only $49.90 for our unreal breakfast. Why not bring the whole family? Spur. People with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. Mention the 2003 born as the, the ones affected the most. I was born in 2003. And definitely when we returned to, to sport, like you say, rugby, the people came back firing. I'm not so sure about cricket because when it did come back, it was kind of near the end of the year. Mm. People were moving on. And how important is it to have that depth? Obviously, we always say depth is important. Um, but can you tell us like, actually why? Why it matters so much that we have this depth, that we have people coming through every year consistently through the schools and why missing out one or two years does have such a big, big impact and, and why that drop in numbers is so important. Um, look, it's not all COVID related. It's, that's not like, like some people have placed everything on COVID. Um, cricket as a sport in South Africa and probably worldwide or in some other countries well, it's under pressure because of various reasons. Let's stick to South Africa because of the cost because of the vast um, differences between poor and rich. I mean, I always say, if you find a, a rugby player from a poor background, so if you put him in a school where he gets three meals a day, access to a gym, uh, you give him a pair of good rugby boots, he's good to go. So what's, so all those other peripherals at the school is the same as in cricket. But in rugby, a pair of good boots, maybe 2,000 rand. Mm. Cricket, if you want to be with the kids with means, well, that's the best stuff. Now you're talking 20,000 rand in equipment. Talking well, probably more now. Cricket bats, the best cricket bats now cost 11, 12,000 rand, which I think is ludicrous anyway. I mean, but that's our reality. So, so accessing cricket to get into cricket is, is quite difficult. And that's our ch challenge from Cricket South Africa, us as the, people, the custodians and people that run it. Um, but that, that, that makes it very difficult. Uh, other challenges in, in school sport at the moment, I'm quite involved with the seven school where my son was. So you walk around there, basketball is big now. Yeah. Fast is great. Water polo has always been big and it's getting bigger. Um, where 10, 15 years ago, your best rugby players, also a lot of them still play cricket. They can't do it or they don't want to do it anymore because they want to spend gym with their conditioning and stuff. So they'd rather play water polo and, and basketball. So forget about COVID. Cricket is under pressure because of the cost, how long it takes to finish a game. 
uh, you know, if you're if you're a water polo parent, you drop your kids off, off at nine, maybe watch a game. Eleven, you're at home. You can play golf in the afternoon. Not cricket. I know. I was a cricket parent for a long time. You you pitch up there at eight o'clock. You set up. You have breakfast. You have coffee. You have teas. Mm-hmm. You bry in the afternoon. Have a few beers. That's. But parents, there's not many mad people that want to spend the whole day because they've got a life to live and do other stuff. So when your kid does those sports, which is fast, you know, you young guys today, you know, when things happen now, mm-hmm. you know, instant gratification type of thing, you know. Yeah, it's cricket. And I always say, and I'm, it's not negative towards cricket, that's why it's a special sport. I used to say when I played, oh my word, you, you hit balls for 10 hours a week and, and you get out first ball on Saturday. So you practice 10 hours for 20 seconds. Yeah. And then you start again. And that's why it's a special sport. And that's why it's, when it comes to building character and setting up for life, it's still the best sport. But in 2022, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sport under pressure and we need to start devising new strategies to keep people closer. And that's going to be my focus in 2024. I don't want to carry it away, but it's, that's, Front, front and center for me, for example, now is that we play 20 over cricket, 50 over cricket, time cricket in Johannesburg and Cape Town quite a lot. But we find, you have to find other short 10 aside, maybe. 20 aside and devise rules that 1 to 11 all participate and get a chance at least once a week to bat and bowl. Mm. And I think so if, you, if you can tell well, if your son's playing cricket and he's playing in a, in a 16 or in a 15 C side, you must be at school at 9 will be done by 11. I think that has to be the way to go. I think, especially because some of the sports you mentioned as those fast-growing ones, we've seen, especially with super sports schools, the water polo, the basketball, people are now watching it and they're uh, online, they're streaming it in a shorter form. Even though cricket is being streamed as well, if it's a game that's going to last several hours, and in this world where people are so busy, it's going to struggle. So... You mentioned shorter forms of the game. Do you think there's a place for now T20? We see we're launching the SA20 to that to come in and to maybe be a solution to this pressure that cricket's under. I think it's even go shorter than that. Okay. Even tennis, 10 overs aside. Yeah. Because the vision or my view that I have is that you should stick, especially at your top cricket school, stick to high performance, your A sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, your rolls off because it's not very many, but Kez, JP, Bonobo, Sachs, Hilton, those are the cricket schools. But we need to, especially in those, some of those big boys schools, you've got to have five, six under 14 teams. You're not going to have it if they have to play 50 hours the whole day. Mm. So my, my view and the way I see it is that we need to move towards 50 over cricket for at the top end and even time cricket. And then... 20 and less, 15, 10, or not less than 10, I mean, that would be stupid, but anyway. So, so, and, and, yeah. and so, though, so it's fun and enjoyment. It is mass participation, but there are cricketers in there that wants to go up and then they that can have a dream yeah. to play for the protest, to play in T20 leagues, whatever the case be, and we were going to be then have a talent spotting in there. So they then get pulled up, the good ones. So, because if, you, if you're in the A side, your parents are more, but the parents are not interested in sitting there the whole day if the sons in the C and the D side. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there, there is one or two of them that has the potential to go all the way. And then I mean, they can. As a, as a kid's parent, and then they're very proud. They, they speak about Brian Ben, and they'll show you that his name was not on any board as a rugby player. He said, his name was on the board for academics because he only played first in rugby towards the end of his. But the, the, the fire, the dream, the, the dream to get was always there. And he, so he could live it and he could build on it. And then when he got bigger and whatever, he became one of the greatest wingers the world's ever seen. But he didn't come, he wasn't in the boys' school system playing A-sides. He started on the 14 E-side. Tell you that story all the time. It's actually a great story. And I think there's a lot to take from that for us to say, keep fire, keep the fires burning. Give the uh, kids, often when you're 14 years old, you're small. And then there's a big kid and he has a bit of a hack and he gets hundreds, whatever. And we neglect that kid. And if we don't, we're not careful, you're going to play basketball or you're going to play, you'll do something else. So. And you mentioned Brian Banner as an example that I think is quite useful to talk about the pathway that you can follow. Because it almost, it seems to get these, these two ways. You can either start playing a specific sport from a super young age, focus mm. everything on that sport, just play that sport. Uh, trying to make it in that sport. Or you can be involved in different sports. You can take the route where it's not you're not necessarily trying from a young age to make it, and then it just happens more organically, more naturally. In cricket at the moment, is is one of the ways dominating the other? How, how are people at the moment seeming to break through? And what would your advice be to people who are interested in taking a career out of cricket? Look, my views are quite simple on that. I don't believe in early specialization. I mean, we, Cricket South Africa f tries and follows the long-term athlete development uh, program and that clearly has phases from learning to play, learning to train, then trying to, then learning to compete and that comes from 15 and 16. Your self-sport coaches will Say, no, you can't play cricket and rugby. You can't play cricket and hockey. You can't play. I, but I don't, well, not me, but I also very much agree with that. Because playing rugby and cricket or playing cricket and golf or whatever the sports is, there's an overall development of your skills. And I only develop cricket skills. And there's mental skills that come into it. And there's even in some sports certain physical skills that are developed in the other sport that complements cricket. So I'm very much, do get told sometimes I'm an old fart, but I don't care. I've seen it enough. Mm. Some, so, some of our great rugby players and cricket players, you even recently played both. If you scratch, you play both or more than one game. So um, that's my advice is play as long as you can. There's that thing the last few years that was bigger, 10,000 hours of, that's rubbish. I don't think A.B. is, look, maybe it's an extreme example, has practiced 10,000 hours his whole life, he's retired now. I don't, but he was a brilliant rugby player, he was a brilliant cricket player, he was an athlete, he was a fantastic tennis player, and I've seen him play golf. He did all of that. And I mean, an extreme example, but if he only played cricket from primary school, would it? I don't think he would have, he would have been, 
a version of AB Davilius, not the not but not the one we came to that know. we knew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think many schools also try and encourage when you go into high school. Some schools say you must play uh, X number of team sports, mm. and it must be one winter, one summer. So there is, I think, recognition that that's beneficial to mm. get that that development from from various sports that can help you develop as an athlete. And then if you do choose to specialize later on, you can take those benefits um, on board. It's schools like this, Kes in Johannesburg, where the future of South African cricket is going to be fostered. I'm excited to see if the plans that Niels has for the future are going to come to pass, because I really do think that something needs to happen to increase engagement and sustainability of school cricket so that we don't just have lots of boys and girls playing in grade eight and then falling away in the later years. Something we'll talk about in next week's episode specifically is women's cricket and how it's a bit different in how girls make it to the professional level of cricket in South Africa and how really there's a lot more work to be done in schools in South Africa. But thank you so much for watching or listening to this week's episode. We'll see you next week to talk a bit more about cricket with Niels Momberg and we're going to focus a bit more on the positive aspects and life after school and how that whole pipeline looks. If you have enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to follow on the Supersport Schools app. You can watch it there. You can also listen wherever it is that you get your podcasts and contact us on social media. Uh, just search Supersport Schools. We'd love to hear your thoughts on South African cricket and the pathway for our young cricketers. Thanks so much for joining me. See you next time. Bye-bye. This has been the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars, powered by Spurs Day Grunches. And now the podcast from John.